This is a Hoff Studios podcast. All right, all right. Welcome to the Mom Curious podcast. I'm your host, Daniela Rabani. Today is a special day. It is a solo episode. Thank you to executive producer Laura Lucchetti. She has compiled a list of questions from the Mom Curious community. Friends, fans, family. And I am here to answer these questions. I'm just one lady doing the best I can. I don't speak for everyone. Just saying. But I do speak for the chronically ill. This episode brought to you by hypothyroidism, polycystic ovaries, and a smattering of Lyme disease. Not to mention depression and anxiety that creeps up and down every so often. It's true. So I, I've mentioned before that I, I have uh, Lyme disease, I deal with chronic Ill- illness, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's something that I've had for a long time. Um, hypothyroidism is just means it means uh, I don't know. It means I'm tired a lot of the time, and that I um, can get sick easily, and um, it's really not ideal. What are some strategies you use if you have a busy day with kids but are feeling ill? I lean on my husband as much as I can. Now I say as much as I can because he has work and his own wellness to take care of, um, his own needs. And I have to be mindful of that. But if I'm not feeling well, I will make it a point to sleep in as long as I can. Water helps. I have been taking... Um, micro doses of psilocybin, which is basically just like a supplement at this point, um, four days on and three days off. And it's antimicrobial and antifungal. It, it does not alter your mood in my experience at all, but it, um, it does help rewire the brain even. And what I've found is that on the days that I am not feeling well, I do think it helps. Sometimes it can make me more tired, which could lead to a nap, if I can nap. Um, and what I also have noticed is that my my inflammation markers have improved greatly since taking this supplement. So I, I just can't recommend it highly enough. I, I take um, prescription medication for my thyroid. I did two different things. One I've taken since I was 18 years old which is now half my life. I've, I've taken it for half my life. And then the other I started taking about a year ago. Um, and it's been, it's been helpful. Yeah. I mean, I also, I also have this beautiful little like light box that I wear for my Lyme disease. Let's just say I just, I don't take it lying down. But the first step is always getting support. So either from my husband, my mom, um, a babysitter, the television, 
if I have a busy day with them and I'm, it's like not TV time, fine. But I just at this point have recognized that making sure that my own nervous system is regulated is the most important thing for my children. Um, because then I can handle their big feelings and I can handle their needs and I can enjoy them. And that's important. So if it means a movie at this point, says the play educator, yeah. And if it means microwavable food, yeah. Um, that's okay. It really is in my mind. It's really okay. Do you feel judged by other mom friends or non-mom friends and family for your illness or at times your lack of energy to physically do it all? I don't know. I might, but I mostly feel judged by myself that like, I wish I could do more stuff. And I, it's mostly an internal experience, but I do think that like growing up, I would be sort of considered lazy or something. But I don't think it's actual laziness. Like I think, you know, if your body's not working 100%, then you just got to not do some stuff. But I don't think other moms judge me. That's actually been a big question. That's like a repeat question from you guys. And I just want to say that I don't think anyone's thinking about other people so much. I don't, I don't think other moms judge us. I think they've got enough shit to deal with you know correct me if I'm wrong if you judge me just let me know um how to cope if a partner is not understanding or if they are understanding but you still feel guilt around your illness um I had this experience actually with Dan recently where I was I had a terrible terrible headache I just knew that I had like put too much on Dan the day before it was a weekend. I just like kind of like I I went to the spa <laughs> the day before and um, I got a spa day and you know I just woke up the next day with a really bad headache and I knew I just had dumped the kids on him all Saturday so I couldn't like not help but I was in a lot of pain and lo and behold that was COVID and I still like schlepped my body around until at some point I was like hey um can I get that can I get that home test real quick but I learned from that situation like how much tolerance I have for my own discomfort and I don't want to have such a high tolerance anymore I just sort of thought I was exhausted um, and maybe that's true, but I don't, I don't think that's any way to, <laughs> I don't think getting COVID and not knowing it and not feeling comfortable being like, I got to bow out now um, is the way to be, but I don't also think it's necessarily my partner's job to take the slack all the time I don't think that's healthy I think we're in a situation in COVID times where there's too much on the parental system 
on the two people who made and sustained these little bodies, like these little beings, these little sweethearts. There's got to be more village and community around them. So at the end of the day, I have two real answers for that question, which is it doesn't fucking matter if your partner understands what's going on inside your skin. The person who needs to honor it is me, is the person with the chronic illness, is the person who's experiencing their experience, you know? This is really important. I don't need a buy-in from Dan. I need a plan. I need to tell him, like, whoa, I have a really bad headache, and I know, like, you are, you were in it with the kids all day yesterday. I'm going to call my mom. Or... I just um, I just set up a play date. But here's the thing. Like, we don't always have that option because of COVID. Um, and that just sucks. Okay, there is more I could say about that, which is basically that we're not supposed to be doing this alone. And that it's totally fucked up. And whatever we can do to make community. I've actually taken one of our guests avital she she told me she's like you go out there and you make friends you make a community you be pig-headed about it and i'm i'm doing that i'm i'm sending the emails i'm making the dates for myself and for my kids like i'm not doing this alone anymore i'm not it's like my husband is like the greatest guy that ever was a guy and like He's not enough. <laughs> He's not enough adult company. And also, it's not fair to just have it be the two of us. Um, so, I hope I made that clear. Does a chronic illness affect pregnancy, energy levels, specific health concerns? Um, I think they did consider my pregnancy sort of high risk because of hypothyroidism. I had to up my medication and just get a couple more scans, but overall it was okay. Polycystic ovaries does cause infertility, as does hypothyroidism. I was told very early on that I would not be able to conceive, which was not the case. I did have one miscarriage early on in my journey, but um, just the one that I'm aware of. I do think... That in that second pregnancy, when I was eating pizza, bagels, and mac and cheese, I really was unwell. I had a really hard time feeling vibrant, which was not the case with Ness. With Ness, I was like on the other side of the spectrum, like super healthy, moved my body mindfully, meditated all the time. I had a lot more time. And bandwidth. Um, and I was much, I felt beautiful. I mean, I was tired. I was super tired. Um, but I just felt alive. I just don't think when you have a chronic illness, you could just like phone it in when it comes to health. I think it requires of me, and it is my body really asking me to take care of it. In terms of specific health concerns when it came to my kids, um, they were small when they came out, but they weren't like very small. Um, and they both 
were nearly born at 42 weeks gestation the um the normal normal what's normal the a common time to give birth for a first time mom is at 41 weeks and one day and i think my kids were born like 41 and two or three something like that they were they were like six pounds 13 ounces which is like a perfect size i'm also you know five feet so um i'm small but they they did end up being um on the smaller side but i do believe that these health concerns um or these health conditions um played a big role in my ability to create um breast milk so whatever breast milk i did make was just awesome because um, I also had just made a whole body <laughs> and an extra organ. Did you know that the placenta is just some random extra organ that you throw out? I actually originally wanted to encapsulate it and eat it. And I did. It made me feel weird. And it also affected my breast milk. So I stopped doing that. But And then I was like, okay, okay, okay. So the second time I'm going to just bring it home cut it up um, and put it in smoothies which a few friends of mine have done and they said it makes them feel so good and like gives them so much energy because um, animals in the wild eat their placenta like right after birth and they say that it's it, it gives them back a lot of the blood and the juju so I made all that and my body was like I would like very much for you to stay alive I'm gonna just give these kids a little bit of breast milk and then keep the rest for you but overall it was like a pretty okay situation I would love to hear from others who are going through chronic illness um, and the rest in motherhood and how that might affect your experience so reach out to me at Daniela Rabani on Instagram I love you I bow down to you. I really do. To uh, the mothers among us and to the mom curious bunch among us too. Thank you for taking the time and hanging out with me. And um, your curiosity means so much to me. Um, and I, I just hold it with so much reverence and respect. Okay. Have a good one. Please share. Do all the things like subscribing and stuff to tell the world. Okay, but for real, have a great day. Thanks, bye. For more episodes, make sure to follow Mom Curious, available on all podcast platforms. Thanks.